Hello, I'm Rob Beckett. And I'm Josh Whittacombe. Welcome to Parents in Hell, the show in which Josh and I discuss what it's really like to be a parent, which I would say can be a little tricky. So, to make ourselves, and hopefully you, feel better about the trials and tribulations of modern day parenting, each week we'll be chatting to a famous parent about how they're coping. Or hopefully how they're not coping. And we'll also be hearing from you, the listener, with your tips, advice and, of course, tales of parenting woe. Because let's be honest, there are plenty of times when none of us know what we're doing. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with your no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with the tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com forward slash guarantees. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. The National Women's Soccer League kicks off March 16th on ION. Out in front to Williams. It's a new Saturday night destination featuring the best players in the world. Takes a shot, she scores. See the full schedule and find where to watch at IONNWSL.com. Hello, you're listening to Parenting Hell with... Mary, can you say Rob Beckett? Rob Beckett. Mary, can you say Josh Whittacombe? <laughs> Good one. Double kids. Are we happy with that? Yeah, what's that? That's the sibling, I imagine. No, that's the dad and the um <laughs> Hi, this is our son Barnaby. He is five and three quarters. Three quarters is very important detail he doesn't let us forget, and our daughter Merrily, two and a half, introducing your amazing podcast. We live in Stratford upon Avon. Ever been oh, there? Yeah, but um I drove back from there and my house got burgled, so I hate it now. I associate it, and I was delayed by half an hour because they shut an entire motorway so they could trim a bush, and they oh, shut three no. lanes when they were working <coughs> in the hard shoulder, and my house got burgled. So do you know what? Shakespeare, Stratford-upon-Avon, suck my Corey. <laughs> do you know what, Rob? I, I had you down as a Shakespeare fan as well. I can't... I, I don't think anyone said Shakespeare and suck my Corey in the same sentence, to be honest, no. ever. No. Um, yeah, so it's a lovely place, Stratford upon Avon. Weird place. They've got that pub that's a strip club. Do you know this place? No, I don't know this place. The only place that is open after like midnight, right, to for drinks is a pub. But the pub is also it's like a normal pub, and there's like groups of girls and boys of like eighteen up to like thirty, forty sort of thing. It's a bit more like yeah. And then you'll be sat down around tables like a normal pub completely normal like Stratford pub and then there'll just be a girl that walks past in lingerie and says do you want to go for a dance oh. and you're like no not really and then but she'll approach like a table of men and women and then blokes yeah. will just go off for a dance so it's it's quite strange How really bizarre. very yeah. bizarre so you checked out all the culture in Stratford <laughs> when you went That's... I'd performed at the Globe Theatre there is a bush trimming joke there I could do off the back of the strip club but I'm not that man anymore I'm, I'm, I'm progressive exactly so my Corey Shakespeare I'm progressive <laughs> <laughs> um, get your chops around that Barney um 
Would you have surprised the burglar had the bush not been being cut? I don't know. You'd never know. Basically, I was having a semi-breakdown because I was working too hard. And Lou went, why don't I come with you? It's nice in Stratford. And we can have a couple of days in Stratford. Oh, no. Well, that's good that she wasn't there. That's good that True. she wasn't there. And then she was yeah. pregnant. So then we rang her mum and dad who live around the corner. And then they came and got her and took her home. And I just sat there with no back doors in the house waiting for the police for oh four hours. Oh, my God. It's awful. Oh, my God. Awful. Awful times. Uh, we've been fans since the start of the show and had a dream birthday present. <laughs> uh, we've been fans since the start of the show and had a dream birthday present as prescribed by Josh of the Parenting Hell book with a ticket for the show as a bookmark. Ah, oh, nice. Can't wait to see you both live in April. Thanks for the pod. You're amazing. And Lucy and Nick Rose. See you there, Lucy and Nick. See you Tickets there. are still available. I think Nottingham, Wembley, and there's a couple left in Manchester, but it's pretty much sold out everywhere else. But yeah. come, come along. Uh, I'm excited, Josh. It's oh, going to be fun. Exciting. Isn't it? I'm really excited. It's going to yeah. be fun. Now, Rob. Yes. Well, my kids are off school sick. I can talk about that. And Hugh Grant. But no, it was just the Hugh Grant thing is quite big. When yeah. we're recording this, we're recording it on Monday. Everyone's having a go at Hugh Grant for being rude at the Oscars. But I yeah. don't think he's being rude, Josh. He's Do just not. basically answering a question normally. Yeah. And the interview I, is so I'll be weird. Honest, I watched it and I thought, this isn't what I was, this isn't headline worthy. In the way no, that, no, no. In the way that you know, a football presenter had an opinion. It should be front page news <laughs> in a world, you know, cost of living crisis, all that kind of stuff. But I think Gary Lineker and Hugh Grant are the real takeaways. This is like new tabloids from the nineties. Not now. Yeah. Hugh Grant and Gary Lineker having a, they're in a resurgence. <laughs> um, but um, they, both, no, but they both look good, don't they, for their age? I, th I think Hugh Grant's at a tipping point now. Do you? I think he's got two choices here. He can try and rescue it or jump off a cliff, you know. <laughs> no, no, not literally, but you know <laughs> no, what I no, mean? No. Like, I think it's, I think, because he made a joke about it where he was on with um, and, Andy, uh, Andy McDowell. Is it Andy McDowell? Was he on with Andy McDowell? Well, from she four was at a funeral. I think it was, yeah, it was presenting an award and he's yeah. quite a funny joke where he said, this is an example of the the, the benefits of moisturiser, where Annie, Annie McDowell's moisturised for all of her life and looks unbelievable, where I've never moisturised and I look like a scrotum. Yeah, so I think he's aware, yeah. I think he's aware of it. But no, the interview is, but basically people are going, oh, he's being so miserable and rude. But the lady, I think it's Ashley Graham's like going, oh my God, are you excited to be here? And he's like, yeah, sort of. But in, in Hugh Grant's defence, for people going, well, if you don't, that's what they do at the Oscars. Because if you think the question's are vacuous, then you shouldn't go. I'm going to tell you now, he's being made to go for some sort of promotion of his films. Yeah, yeah. No, not most people at the Oscars are there for work purposes, I think, apart also, from the really needy he, ones. He, sh he should have got an Oscar for Paddington too. He was so good in Paddington <laughs> too. You should still be seething about yeah, that. I am actually enjoying Hugh Grant as an actor now more than when he was younger. So am I. So when am he, I. He was great in The Gentleman. Have you seen The Gentleman? The no. Guy Ritchie film. He's good in that. Um, but um, anyway, that was a weird Hugh Grant rant. Um, Would you go to the... I, I think I'd have the worst night ever if I went to the Oscars. I think I'd hate it. I, I, I'm not yeah. I'm not one for getting dressed up. I didn't even like going to my sixth form Leavers ball. <laughs> I, was I didn't like, go not to my Leavers. Me. I didn't go to my Leavers. The house was thing. in Leeds Castle, 30 minute drive. And everyone was all in like, oh, because they say to him, what are you wearing? And Hugh yeah. Grant goes, my suit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yes, basically, when you look at the telly, do not be fooled by the cameras and the clothes. I'd say 60% of the people there are hating it. The other 40% need medical attention. <laughs> right, shall we bring on a guest? She is absolutely one of the... Uh... Best TV presenters in the UK. Yes, she is. She's uh, unbelievable. Very, very funny. And I think... So funny. You don't realise how funny she is because on the one show, you've got to jump between emotions so quickly. You can't get into a funny groove before you're talking about sort of a sick pet or something, can you? Exactly, exactly. Genuinely, this was absolutely a brilliant interview. I'm so excited for people to hear it. So here it is. This is Alex Jones. Right. Oh, I'm good? sweating. I've just literally done a marathon back from Sainsbury's. <laughs> this is the start we want. Let's just start like that. <laughs> yeah. oh. What are you buying? Oh, just shit that the kids need. Yogurts. <laughs> yogurts. It's always fucking yogurts, isn't it? <laughs> yes. I've got a very bad sense of time when it comes to trying to pack kids' activities in in the morning. Right. I was like, yeah, we can go to a soft play, Sainsbury's, and make it back in 45 minutes. But that's the one-show mentality. You can pack anything into half an hour on the one-show. Like... Well, exactly. And it spills over into my other life because yeah. now I've got this and then I've got an hour of skateboarding with my three-year-old because yeah. that was the only way I could get him into nursery this morning was by saying, right, if you go in, yeah. I will take you skateboarding at 1.30, and he was like, okay, mama. And now, see, I'm locked into that. I don't want to go. And then you've got to go and take the youngest to a badger cull, and then the eldest <laughs> is going to a protest about the expansion of a dump. It's non-stop. Honestly. So I'm really, like, now, oh, this is, like, relaxing time. Yeah. We should probably do the introduction. Alex Jones from The One Show, not Alex Jones from the internet, the bad man from America who shares your name. Was that problematic when he became famous? Oh, I can't even tell you, Josh. I mean, (laughs) the amount of messages I've got, suddenly I'm banned from Twitter. Um, (laughs) And I feel that I didn't do anything. (laughs) But I was just like responding to messages that were meant for him going, guys, I'm like the nice one off the one show. Leave me alone. (laughs) And then they banned me as well. Nice. They banned all Alex Joneses, basically. Yeah. So now just to cover all bases, me... And my namesake, banned. But I mean, I get why he is. But, you know, I'm quite nice and normal. (laughs) Yes. Well, we've got the better Alex Jones, so we're very happy about that. I think you're on probably the most popular show on TV. But I also think, along with that, you are the most underrated TV presenter we've got. Because the one show is so smooth and just flies through. When I did Saturday Kitchen with you the other day, I was like, you are hilarious i don't think people give you enough credit for being really really funny do you think that's fair that's really kind yeah when you slammed me for being a vegetarian i thought do you know what you wouldn't have got that with tim lovejoy he'd have been thinking it but he wouldn't have said it the thing is i think there's not much room for personality to creep out on the one show sometimes it's so packed in that if you have got a funny thing to say on it the next thing's coming so quick you haven't got the time for the full Alex Jones to be unleashed. That's probably a good thing, to be honest. (laughs) (laughs) You know, we're working within a tight, rigid kind of time frame, and I think probably it's for the best in some regards. But, like, I feel sorry for when comedians come on because it's quite a hard show 
to because you feel under pressure, I guess, to be amusing. I love the show. But I find it so hilarious because you do the jumps between the things so seamlessly, like it's normal. And for a comic, you just want to go, oh, "What's happening?" But you can't. You don't. No one really addresses what's going on. It just sort of happens, no. and I, I find it quite fun. So, how many kids have you got, Alex? I have got. Good, I to think. Then I've got three. So, and how many part-time presenters have you got? Also. <laughs> I think three. <laughs> to be honest, like presenting the one show at one point during the pandemic was yeah. a bit like being on Tinder. So <laughs> I would not know really who was going to be there the next day. And it was a bit of a swipe right, swipe left. Yeah. Were they good? Were they not? And now we've narrowed our choices down and committed long-term relationship oh. to Ronan and JJ, Jermaine Genus and Roman Kemp. Kempe. Oh, Kempe. Yeah. Who I love, but I'm going to have to have a stern word after the vest of the Brits, I feel. Yes, you wore a vest at the Brit. Like, what are you doing? Are you young, cool and edgy, or are you now on the one show? No offence, Alex, but there's a bit of a gap, isn't there? You can't wear a vest at the Brits and then sit there and keep a straight face when someone's doing a walk for charity. Nah, you, you can't have a knitted... A yes. knitted vest on. No one will take you seriously for sad VTs if your nipples have been on ITV the night before. <laughs> but he's brilliant. The thing with Roman is like he's kind of like an old man disguised as kind of a trendy 30-something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like he loves all the stuff. He like loves space and he loves like history and stuff. <laughs> And yeah, he's disguised it quite well. Mm. But now the one show can be like a care home also sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> he also blends well in that environment. Well, I did present it with you a couple of times. Oh dear. What I struggle with is you know exactly what you're thinking when you look at my face. Yeah. So if we're coming off the back of something that's quite heartfelt. You haven't got that in your locker. Right? I ain't got that in my locker. I just, my eyes tell a different story to the words. That's the problem I find sometimes. So I live and die by what's on the show that week. <laughs> I think you were really good on it. And actually, our viewers are such lovely, lovely people and loyal that mm. I think they quite like having a bit of a change as long as it's a nice atmosphere. Yes. Yeah. yeah. It's fine. Do you think we're ever going to get to the kids bit? That's, <laughs> no, come on. It, it turns out that me and Rob are so interested in the one show. Well, it's a phenomenon, isn't it? I mean, I can't believe it. I love how interested you are and I love your passion. I've got one more thing I do want to say about the one show, on. which is what people don't know is in the auto queue when you've got a big change in brackets it will say tone change yes yeah or sometimes in big letters sad (laughs) (laughs) we'll be jolly me and whoever and we'll be going oh you know and wasn't it funny and then you have to rearrange your face so quickly yes but that's why you're absolute pro Alex have you heard that clip of the Irish show this I'd say is the absolute king of how not to do it on the one show Yes, this is exactly what you're talking about, Alex. Listen to this. I don't know if you've seen this. And you're very welcome back. Now, author Seamus O'Reilly was just five years old when he and his ten siblings... Ten siblings? ...sadly lost their mum. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> you can feel it. Oh, my goodness. But he can see the auto cue. He's the other presenter. Yeah, but it's a classic case of he didn't see it coming, did he? No. Yeah. He was up to your enjoy and he couldn't <laughs> pull it back. <laughs> There you go. He needed sad caps. That's what he needed. Now, how many kids have we got, Alex? We've got there. It's 10 minutes in. We've got three. They are six, three, and one. Oh, that is a, that's a tough oh, Rob, it's it's fully wind tunnel. <laughs> fully <laughs> I've not heard that phrase before, wind tunnel. We're in the wind tunnel, or it feels like on a treadmill that's at a speed that's not manageable and I can't get off. 
Oh, three is, it scares me. You work like early evening, afternoon. What time do you have to leave to get to work? So I go at about 2.30. So what's your schedule looking like before you leave the house? Well, so this morning we've already got one to school, one to nursery who didn't want to go, pushed me over into the coats. I had <laughs> Oscar's hook wedged into my cheek. He was holding on so tight that I couldn't get him off me. It took two people. Poor <laughs> Kit. I mean, he's up and down, little Kit, middle child. And so got back from there, then got Annie, the little one, into a buggy, ran Got to a soft play where I was meeting two friends, sweating, had a quick coffee, knocked it back, played with her for a little bit to feel like I'd done something, put her back in the buggy, went to Sainsbury's, shoved loads of things under the buggy, paid for them very quickly, ran back, I'm here. Right, okay. We'll be done here about one o'clock and then you've got an hour and a half before you go to the one show. No, so what happens then, three-year-old would only go into nursery if I would take him skateboarding. Yeah. So we've got skateboarding between 1.30 and 2.30, at which point I have to get in the car to leave. It's all very tight. Yeah. <laughs> and then you leave and you go to the one show. Now, let's talk to you about the one show. We've got a few questions. <laughs> <laughs> so is that a typical day before before the one show? Yeah, that's a typical day. So Kit is our middle child and yeah. he's relentless. Okay. relentless he is like having four children okay. <laughs> so, i think i i told you a story on saturday kitchen a few weeks ago we picked him up from nursery and i needed some bits from ikea and i made the mistake huge mistake of taking him with me yes and he threw a walk down the escalator <laughs> Honestly, I can't even tell the noise that makes. And my husband was with me and he walked away. Like, Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. I'm the one on the telly. You stay. I walk away. <laughs> Turns out we both walked away, left into it. This is very typical behaviour for him. He is another level. Working moms have way too many to-dos. Switch to H&R Block and have an expert do your taxes for you. Block guarantees 100% accuracy and your max refund or your money back. And with your no-surprise guarantee, you'll always know the price of your tax prep before you begin. You can even meet with a tax pro in a Block office or online from home. So take a breath, moms. This tax season, it's better with Block. Make an appointment at hrblock.com. All tax situations are different. Not everyone gets a refund. Limitations apply. Description of benefits and details at hrblock.com forward slash guarantees. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions or if you are allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all gel fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full important safety information, visit www.juvederm.com. If you like Josh Winnicombe, you're in luck. That's because the co-host of Parenting Hell and The Last Leg Maestro is the guest on the first episode 
of the Always Be Comedy podcast. Out now and with me, your host and MC at Always Be Comedy, James Gill. Each week, the cream of comedy curates their fantasy comedy gig. Who'd open? Who'd close? What gig nightmare do they never want to relive? All this and much, much more. It's essentially comedy gossip and chat. You know, I remember this the other day, my first ever gig. Oh, it was like a Friday night open mic night. And they said, we'll just announce you on when you're on. We haven't got a running order. It's a bit free form. I got to the end of the night and then they wrapped it up and they'd forgotten to put me on. And I'd sat there the whole night. We've also got Stuart Lee, Harry Hill, Jen Brister, Ben Bailey-Smith, Maisie Adam, Al Murray, Rachel Paris, and many, many more coming up. That's the Always Be Comedy podcast, out now with new episodes every Tuesday. Has it gone up since you've had the third, like classic middle child syndrome, or has you always been like this as an individual? He's always been a handful. And now you're giving him less attention. Yeah, it's cranked up. So he is a kid who, despite me dipping it in sugar, would never have a dummy. Didn't want it, didn't want to comfort her, nothing, nothing doing. And so this sounds awful, and I'm not even sure how to explain this in an audio situation. But he would put his little hand around my bra strap and pull it like hell. (laughs) Which comforts him. So all night, this goes on. Wow. All day, yeah. Really? And so is he sleeping in with you? Oh, don't. Josh. Okay, so what's the sleeping situation, Alex? Talk us through from six to one. I don't think I've slept in six years. Oh. Not a full night, <laughs> definitely not. So they've all been pretty bad sleepers, touch wood, apart from uh, <laughs> oh, Annie. And what are you touching wood for? <laughs> they've all been pretty bad sleepers, touch wood. As if like, oh no, I wouldn't want that to change. <laughs> I'm that tired, I'm not even making sense. <laughs> Annie is okay. She's pretty good. Is she in her own bed? Yeah, she's in a cot. So she's in a baby jail. She can't get out yet. In a different room? In a different room. Yep. When we had our first child, we were like, ah, we're not those parents, but they're going to sleep in our bed. By now, I don't care. (laughs) Whatever. (laughs) Like, I will do anything to have some sort of semblance of a few hours here and there. Yeah. I don't care. (laughs) <laughs> and if we have no relationship left, that's fine. <laughs> Something's got to give. <laughs> exactly. Because if you're not sleeping, you'll do anything. Yeah, I mean, mostly. last night I slept in four different beds. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then, so in the last but one bed, Kit had taken his nappy off because he's still in nappies in the night. Yeah. He'd taken it off and we both woke up with wet pyjamas because he'd peed oh. all over me. Oh, oh my. No, Alex. Oh. And then you still had another bed to get into at that point. So then I had a quick wash down in the shower, me and him. This is at like, I don't know, it was about quarter to four, I think. Oh, oh God. Yeah. And then <laughs> took him bottomless and me bottomless at this point, perinickers, back into our bed where he wriggled until about 5.30 when the eldest came in on his tummy, like SAS, this is what he does, to get my phone. No. Sneaks in 5.30am to nick your phone. Yeah, so he knows my passcode. And again, it's one of the situations, life's too short, I'm not going to argue with him, I won't remember a new one, have it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But then just now... An email popped up from Amazon saying, 
Oh, Iron Man mask is on its way to you. Oh, my word. £51. £51? £51. £51. Oh, Alex. So do you put them all in their own beds to start with in the evening and then they creep in? So in the evening, they'll go to bed and it's a very normal situation (laughs) and they're all good until about midnight. And then it's anybody's guess. (laughs) Okay. Oh, God. (laughs) At least the youngest is sleeping well then, the one-year-old. She'll sleep three out of seven, full. Oh, yeah. Is your eldest waking you up at half five in the morning most mornings trying to nick your phone? Every morning. And honestly, he knows where the creaky bits are on the landing. No. I mean, we all know where the creaky bits are for different reasons. Me, because when I've put them all down, I avoid the creaks. When I'm going back and forth from one room to another, I avoid the creaks in the middle of the night so as to not disturb the baby. Ted knows because he comes in SAS on the tummy to get the phone. And what does he want to do on the phone apart from online shopping? Oh, he is six going on 15. Pornography? I'm joking. <laughs> so he, oh, he will have gone through my Instagram. Really? Maybe post a few things. I don't show their faces on Instagram and no. stuff. And everybody do what you like. But I just think they can choose that or not when they're older. But, I mean, if Ted's in charge... Full face. There it is for the world to see. <laughs> then you play some games. This game, you know, this one where you balance the ball and you've sort of, I don't know, really, you've got to get her along this track. I mean, it's shit. <laughs> but he loves it. He loves it. And then I told him that if he was going to watch YouTube, that the police would come. Because <laughs> I was so scared of YouTube yeah. and what he might find. Yeah. yeah. That I said, if you go on that... I kid you not, like if you don't go to school, the police will come and take me away. So, <laughs> thankfully, oh, he's on board with that. That is nuclear. That is good. <laughs> that You've gone fully in there, haven't you? Yeah. Yeah, but then if you say that, they'll take not him away, you away. The police will get you. What happens when he's nine and he looks you dead in the eye and goes, good, and then just opens YouTube? That's a double hit because he's watching yeah. YouTube and then he's also gone, I don't care. Well, Rob, I'm just a day-to-day kind of girl at the minute. You know, right. <laughs> I'll deal with that when we get to it. Yeah, okay. And I have to say, and they won't take Daddy, because I feel that might not be enough of a threat. Right, okay. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, there we go. So, and do you try and divide and conquer the jobs, or do you do it together, or do you split up all the different jobs with your husband? Yeah, divide and conquer. So on a Saturday, and I thought I was the only one who wasn't that keen on Saturdays. But it turns out, after a very honest conversation with some friends, they don't like Saturdays either. Yeah. (laughs) Because you're like, right, here we go. So it starts with football at nine o'clock. What is wrong with people? Three-year-old football at nine o'clock. Why does he even go? I mean, that's the question, isn't it? But he thinks he's Ronaldo. Oh, so he's into it. He's into it, yeah. Yeah. But Kit is like a puppy, so it's the same mentality. Get him out, walk him early. Yeah, right. So Charlie does that. So he takes him on his bike. So poor thing, by the time he gets back, he's absolutely shot. (laughs) Yeah. 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 You're running him like a dog. Yeah. And then the eldest, he's a different kettle of fish. He would sit in front of the television for 12 hours a day if I let him. Right. Yeah, it's my daughter. He's not so into activities. He's into more doing craft and stuff at home, all of that sort of thing. So that'll be me. I look after him and Annie. Charlie will take the one that needs a bit of a walk, let's say. And then Charlie does all the food. 
I do all the kind of putting them to bed because Kit wants the bra strap. So we just yank on it while he's falling asleep, basically. You'd pull on it. Does it hurt? It's not ideal. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's not great for the posture, is it, really? Just being yanked down. I mean, and I obviously, like we all do, adore him. But you know when you just feel cross because there's no personal space. <laughs> like, yeah. ah, get your little mitt out of my top. I just want to be normal for a minute. <laughs> <laughs> oh, bless. You don't come across as tired. Well, that's kind of you, but we've got professional makeup people. That's probably why. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Saturdays get better when your kids are all in primary school because you're not seeing them as much in the week. And then when Saturday comes, you don't have to get up early for like the school run. That's what we like. Yeah. The weekends are nice in that way, aren't they? Where you've got that lazy morning mm. thing. Yeah. But Saturday now has been overtaken by this. It's like day six of rushing out of the house. Yeah. Sunday's a lot more calm. How are you feeling about the impending walking of the youngest? She's walking. She's fully going. Right. Okay. And that is a whole new level of chaos, really. I mean, we went, not very high-end, we went to Zizi. Some say Zitzi, God knows. Do they? <laughs> yeah. Really? I say Zizi. Well, it's like pizza, isn't it? Double Z. Oh, right. Pizza. Yeah. Oh, pizza. Oh, yeah. yeah. Pizza, yeah. But we still stick to Zizi in this house. Don't know. You've got self-respect. Is that your favourite Italian chain? I wouldn't say favourite, Josh, but no. it is... <laughs> Like, the idea of going out as a family for supper is amazing. Mm, yeah. But the reality is somewhat of a letdown, I feel. Yes. But in ZZ, they don't care if kids are running riot. Yeah. So I spend most of the meal going up and down the same set of stairs as Annie. And you do think you're going a bit mad, don't you, after a while? You think, is this life? <laughs> is this life? Is this life? <laughs> Is this life? And then she's at that phase and she is lovely, but you cannot reason for love nor money. So it's the constant pointing, mama, mama, mama. And I'm like, okay, okay, what does she want now? And yesterday it was the hand dryer in the ladies. So we had to keep going back to the ladies, to the hand dryer. And some would say, why didn't you just not go back to the ladies? But the intense mama, mama, It grinds you down, Rob. It does. I think with stuff like that, you've just got to go, I've got to relax and just go with the current here because if I try and fight it, it's going to be more difficult, I think. Yeah. You're right, Josh. You are. I think that's a really tough age, though, that when they're, like, mobile but you can't talk to them or negotiate with them or explain to them anything, they're just moving. And then you've got another one who's not fully at school yet who's running around wanting attention in kit. And then the one who's just sort of started school. You are definitely in the wind tunnel. Yeah. The Alex Jones wind tunnel. I think it's going to become a turn of phrase on this show. Yeah. That period of time. And at the same time, this is the weird thing, right? So we've said all that. And my husband's always like, what's wrong with you? I get really stressed that they're growing up. Oh, yeah. That's exactly what I'm like. Really? You're wishing it away, but then sad that even a day passes. Yeah, sad. And then Ted, he's six and... He does this thing. Oh, my God. This is a whole side thing. But he does this thing where he plays the system in school now. So he's quite switched on, Ted. Yeah. But every other week, I have a phone call from the office, and they know because it goes like this. (laughs) Hi, is that Teddy's mum? 
Yeah, hi, speaking. <laughs> um, Ted's got a sore tummy. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and I can't even hide my, yeah. <laughs> and we have sent him back to class twice. And we've just taken his temperature and it's creeping up. It's now 37.4. That is not a high temperature. (laughs) (laughs) And they go, so because of our guidelines, I'm afraid you're going to have to pick him up. Oh. So this happened last week on Thursday. They don't know that we're both here in the morning, do they? They don't know. We could be in a proper job (laughs) and have to leave. I think people are aware which hours you work, though, Alex. Of all the people in the country, people are most aware of your hours, I'd say. Sorry, I'm stuck at work at the moment. Mm, Are you, Alex? It's 11 (laughs) a.m. So we had to have a serious chat about that because I said, so did you tell Mrs. T that you felt? And he went, no, it wasn't Mrs. T. It was a supply teacher. I was like, aha. (laughs) And do you think you could have stayed in school? Yeah. But, said, but it's just too easy, ma'am. <gasps> he said that? Yeah. Oh, my word. So we had a chat about the boy who cried wolf. Classic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Classic. Classic. But he's honestly, like, on the cusp of becoming a teenager. And he seems really tall suddenly. And it makes me cry sometimes thinking, oh, I'm losing him. He's becoming, you know. And Charlie's like, He's six. Get a grip. There's another two who aren't even in school yet. <laughs> yeah, look at that. Do you think that's why you went for a third? Because we've got two, and like me and Lou have this discussion all the time. Is I really do miss that cute little baby, yeah. you know, when they're like one or two and they squid you and you hold them and these little yeah. precious yeah. things. I massively crave that and miss that. Yeah. But then I think I'll always crave and miss that. But you can't just keep having kids... For the rest of your life, at yeah. some point, you're going to have to just accept that that squidge stage has gone and was a part of your life. But do you reckon you'll have more if you're feeling like that? Do you reckon you'll go for a fourth? Well, I think I've got the condition where I'm sort of squidge obsessed. And yeah. this scares Charlie. <laughs> yeah. I can't even tell you how much. <laughs> and so this whole sleeping in various beds works well. <laughs> yeah, it really puts a stop to the fourth. Yeah. And he's like, think about the planet. I'm like, I know, but I love them. Think about the planet. I know. Honestly, he'll try anything. Think about the planet. (laughs) (laughs) So we did, oh, I don't know why we did it, but we did dry January. Do you remember after that Christmas that Boris completely ruined and then it was really cold? Yeah, and it was a proper lockdown. It was the really depressing one, wasn't it? Yeah, and you could only go to the park. Yeah. We started taking flasks and stuff. It was just <laughs> horrible. And then we found out that M&S was open in Westfield and that became like the best day trip ever because it was <laughs> warm in there. Anyway, we did Veganuary and Dry January. Oh, oh my <laughs> word. There's nothing to live for. Awful. <laughs> Never again. And I fell pregnant. Oh. oh. Be this a lesson, people. <laughs> Never be too healthy. <laughs> so do you think that made you more fertile or it was an aphrodisiac? I think it was the lentils and the whatever, because we were peak condition. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas normally we'd be soaked in wine. So yeah. <laughs> you are an expert on fertility. Is that fair? Well, I'm 
a qualified fertility assistant. So I guess, yeah, it is fair. So you went and you worked in a fertility ward for a year, is that right? Well, six months. Six months. And I tell you what, it's nearly something all parents should do. Because, of course, the day-to-day can be like being in the trenches. But you then meet all these parents and all they want is a day in the trenches. That's all they want. Yeah, yeah. And they want somebody to ask them about how it is being a working dad or a working mum, which is questions we all field on a regular basis. And they want that kind of conundrum and the guilt of being at work. and They want it all. And you come back and you just go, ah, come here. I mean, Ted said, what happens in that hospital? Why do you come back and you suffocate me? (laughs) (laughs) And I said... Because I'm so grateful to have you. I love you all so much. And you know what? That is one of the best things that came out for me personally yeah. was just this whole new appreciation of what it is to be a parent. And it's mad, that chemical reaction. And that's why Annie was a surprise, huge surprise. Anyway, <laughs> I think like the chances of somebody's eggs somebody's sperm going all right we can work together it's off the chart it's magic yeah you didn't go for ivf at all you did this show fertility and me is that the show yeah it is a 10 parter and i think it's incredible that a channel have committed to Mm, giving that much airtime to a subject that we really haven't talked about like we talk about depression alcoholism all of it but we don't talk about making a human it's called Making Babies. It's on W. What was it, what were the, it like to be on the ward? Like, what's your day-to-day involve? Some people hate blood and all of that. Yeah. I don't mind. I mean, you're cleaning up so many different types of liquid with children. Whatever. <laughs> well, you got pissed on last night, didn't you? Exactly. <laughs> that is not the first time that's happened. And once, by two, just at slightly different times. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Anyway, so my main job was kind of chaperoning patients and because part of, well, all three of our jobs is kind of being able to build relationships with people quite quickly. And Mm. I loved that part about it, but it was taking blood. It was doing observations. It was all kind of the bottom level stuff Mm. to support this team. But the boss was really, really intense. You won't mind me saying that. Dr. Sarah, (laughs) he's like the closest thing to a magician when it comes to making babies. But he was not messing around. He was like, right, just to be clear, he didn't say this, but in so many words, I don't want a telly person coming in here, messing about and messing about with my staff and wasting people's time. And I really respected that. But actually... I loved it. When I was little, I used to love hospitals. Some people hate them. I love the smell. I love the shops because they're a bit crap, aren't they? Yeah. So they got yeah. good magazine and sweets. And I thought, oh, I quite like to be a nurse. Kind of forgot about it. Went off, did some telly. And then as soon as I was back in the hospital, I thought, oh, I could have done this job. Yeah. Loved it. Really? Yeah. And how much did people go, shouldn't you be at the BBC because you're on in an hour? Like when you're walking around the wards? like Yeah. So when I'd go, especially to take people's blood, which, you know, lots of people are quite nervous about blood taking, they'd be too polite to say it, but you'd see their face change. There was <laughs> oh, definitely yeah, yeah. like anxiety. And then one or two would be like, you're the same Alex, right, on the one show. So how long have you been taking blood? 
They'd be like, don't worry, it's going to be fine. Which arm? And they'd be like, oh, this one maybe. So you didn't think, I'll explain. You thought, I'm just going to plough on and say, don't worry, it'll be fine. You didn't say. I'd be like, you know, yeah, yeah don't worry, I've had a bit of practice. I've <laughs> done <laughs> <laughs> a bit. What is it the first thing people say to you when with comedians, I find a lot of them go, what's Jimmy Carr like? Because yeah. people are quite interested to know what he's That's like. That's always the first one. Is there a question that you get that comes up a lot about the one show in your work? Yeah, well, I get who's your favourite guest all the time. And I'm not sure whether I've got the first signs of like a little bit of dementia or something, but I literally don't know who was on last night. I can never remember. (laughs) (laughs) It's like sitting an exam. It happens, it goes in and out the other side. Yeah. The easier question for me is who's the worst guest? Yeah, and that's the one I'd ask. I would never ask who's mm. your favourite. That Josh and Rob or the... <laughs> I tell you what, and you won't mind me saying it. Well, he might. If he listens to this, I'll be really surprised. And actually, it's what happens when you're a bit of a dick, sorry. But Jared Leto. Jared Leto. Oh, really? I don't I don't think he'll be listening. I don't know. He might have kids. He might get him on. Jared Leto was hard work, was he? Oh, Rob. He... What was he doing? He was just so dressed in Gucci and whatever. And yeah. just so dismissive and put himself on like a different plane to everybody else. And I just can't bear people like that. Oh, he was on Zoom. Was he on Zoom? He was oh on Zoom. Word. In Look that white outfit. <laughs> dressed like kind of, I don't know what he's dressed like, like a musketeer or something. Yeah. He looks like a Shakespearean actor. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, he looks hard work. I don't know whether I referenced musketeer early on. Yeah. And then... From there, it was like a sharp downhill. Oh, so you made a, a, a <laughs> re- reference to the frilly shirt and it all... You're not dressed dissimilar from him. I know. You're wearing more or less the same outfit. But you know some people, you cannot warm them up for love nor money. Yeah. And yeah. he was one of them. Now, I've learned the hard way about telling people who the worst guests are yeah. because I did this once with Jeremy Irons. And then Jeremy Irons confronted me and he was like, oh, so I read an article. I'm top five worst guest ever. (laughs) Oh, God. Well, he was tricky because I got the name of his wife wrong. His wife is called, oh, God, let's get this right. (laughs) He's called Sinead and I called her Joan because the surname is Cusack. And I, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. Yeah. And to be honest, I'm not sure who Joan Cusack is, but I did it of her. And then it came out and he went mental. Really? Yeah. But to be fair, you know, everybody is an off day. Everybody's allowed. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he was actually fine. I said, well, look, there's been many bad ones since you, so you've probably dropped down to the top 20 now. (laughs) That's reassuring. (laughs) He was fine with it. He was fine. But yeah, I think the more tricky ones stand out. Yeah. You basically meet everyone by doing the one show, don't you? Yeah, you do. I mean, it's incredible as a show that we get so many brilliant guests, but... You know what it's like. There's a lot of information on a daily basis. Yeah. And sometimes things get muddled. And it becomes quite normal. Oh, we got so-and-so on, so-and-so on, and that's your yeah. week, isn't it? Yeah. And I mean, I remember calling Lady Gaga Lady Garden because <laughs> she was just in a long list of people. And then it was Lady Garden. She didn't like that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> She's a bit prickly, isn't she? She's a bit prickly, yeah, covered in meat. I did the Royal Variety performance and I was on stage with, it was me, David Williams, and then there was like the Chuckle Brothers and Bernie Clifton. And I said, oh, can we get a selfie? And she went, no. And I was like, you know what, fair enough. (laughs) 
fair enough. But I have to say, 99.9% of our guests are lovely. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's good. That's why you remember the ones who are a bit spiky or a bit tricky, because they are quite few and far between, which is quite comforting, isn't it? This episode is brought to you by Rakuten. If you're shopping while working, eating, or even listening to this podcast, then you know and love the thrill of the hunt. But are you getting the thrill of the best deals? Rakuten shoppers do. They get the brands they love with the most savings and cash back. And you can get it too. Start getting cash back at your favorite stores like UGG, Samsung, and Expedia. And even stack sales on top of cash back. It's easy to use. And you get your cash back through PayPal or check. The idea is simple. Stores pay Rakuten for sending them shoppers. And Rakuten shares the money with you as cash back. Download the free Rakuten app and never miss a deal. Or go to Rakuten.com to start getting the most bang for your buck. That's R-A-K-U-T-E-N. That's Rakuten. This episode is brought to you by the Inspire Collection by Kalia. Ladies, your workouts are about to get an upgrade. The new Inspire leggings by Kalia are exactly what you want when it comes to activewear. It's their most versatile collection yet. They look good, feel good, and stay put. Using Lycra Adaptive Fiber, it compresses and molds to the body like a second skin. And it's unbelievably stretchy, so you can move however you want. Shop the Inspire Collection by Kalia now, exclusively at Dick's Sporting Goods. Hello, and welcome to the trailer of Oh My Dog with me, Jack D. And me, Sean Walsh. In our new weekly podcast, we'll be revealing the most intimate, ridiculous details of our relationships with our beloved dogs. I have the delightful, spirited Mildred Barrett, who is a cockapoo. Yeah, my streetwise best friend is Dolly, the long-haired chihuahua that we rescued. (laughs) We'll be asking the all-important questions like, does your dog sleep in your bed? Do you let your dog kiss you on the mouth? And what voice do you use when you're speaking to your dog? Come here, give you the squeezes and give you the rubby bellies because you're the mourners. What are you doing? What are you doing, Sean? I'm doing the voice that I used to speak to Mildred. Oh, thank goodness for that. We'll also get our equally dog-obsessed guests. What are you doing? I'm carrying on with the trailer. I know that you speak to Dolly with a voice. Do the voice. I'm not... I'm not, no, I'm not going to do that now. I'm going to do get the me. voice. We want to hear the voice. <laughs> Hello, my darling. Have you been a good girl today? Have you, what are you going to do? Have you missed me? Have you missed me? Good girl. <laughs> it's not funny. It's how I talk to her. Don't, don't mock it. Over the coming weeks, you'll be hearing from the likes of Jonathan Ross, Amanda Abingdon and Sarah Cox about their faithful four-legged friends. Make sure you subscribe now so you don't miss our first episode on Monday the 6th of March. You are very much part of the podcast too, so get in touch by emailing us at hello at omdpod.com or follow us on Instagram at omdpod. Did your six-year-old respect your work on The One Show? No. No? Okay, (laughs) good. Good to know. I still don't know whether... Probably like your kids, and maybe they do a bit, but no. I don't know whether they still really know what I do for a job, or I think they think that everybody's parents does this for a job. 
Yeah, yeah, it's just normal to them, isn't it? But what I struggle with is that because he does watch the show like twice a week on a say midweek and on a Friday, he can stay up if he has a bath before <laughs> and watch the show. And I think he thinks it's quite normal that oh yeah, there's Mama. Yeah, and you probably get this. I'm really struggling with the older he gets, not to let him turn in to a bit of a dick. Yeah. So, because you do, you get invited to places, and yeah. sometimes Charlie rightly so says we shouldn't go because yeah, it would be amazing. But how many amazing stuff are they going to get? It's quite hard, isn't it, to know yeah. how to? Yeah, because you obviously you go, I want to give them these amazing experiences, but also I don't want them to be taking it for granted. I was about to say Paris Hilton. My daughter's not going to live that life. She might, you know, that would be the most unlikeliest set of circumstances if your daughter became the next Paris Hilton. I yeah. can't imagine. A... I don't live that starry life. What I'm saying <laughs> is, should I? take her to you know see the snowman in the theater not should i take her to on a private jet but yeah but i kind of think yeah because you want them to have as much experience as possible of different things exactly but yeah. you remember when we were kids and you're probably the same on a saturday <laughs> and a sunday it was like there's some breakfast put your shorts on out you go see you at 6 30 yeah and we'd go up to the tip to basically the dump and play on rubbish all day <laughs> Make a den, play kick a can, which was basically like tag. And then if it was raining, be like, oh, we're really bored. And they're like, cool, well, we're ironing. So, and I feel like we pack our kids' weekends. It's like yeah, scheduled. Totally. Yeah, I think it's too busy. And I don't know why that's happened, but it seems to be like everybody does it. And I think a bit of boredom sometimes is a good thing. Agree. Yeah. You said you do the put into the bed. You put them all to bed when you get back from the one show. No, so I don't put the younger two to bed right. if I'm doing the one show, but I will do Teddy's last story. And then we will do a like a pantomime whisper of Matilda or BFG or whatever he's reading at the time as to not disturb the other one that's in the bed over there. This tells you all you need to know about Kit. He sleeps with his eyes open. <laughs> <laughs> that boy is ready to go. He's always just standing by for whatever <laughs> needs to happen next. Oh, man. Oh. It's good that energy will serve him well when he's a grown-up. Well, I think so. Like, either he'll do something amazing, because he's our most tricky, but he's our most resilient. Like, he had yeah. grommet operation last week. Literally, hours later, yeah, let's go then. <laughs> yeah. Had general anaesthetic, no nap, nothing. Okay, Mama, shall we go? Oh, really? Man. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. good on him. Fair play. It's time now for the final question, Alex, and then we can release you to skateboarding. What is the one thing that your partner does, parenting wise, you think that is amazing? I couldn't do that. That's why I wanted to have kids with him. He's brilliant. And then what's the one thing he does that annoys you? And does your head in about him and parenting that if he was to listen back, he would go, mm, yeah, fair enough. Maybe she's right. The list on one side is far weightier and meatier than the other side. Mm, which side's that? Mm. So <laughs> what I admire about him is his ability to just keep a level of calm and patience when I am losing my head. <laughs> he would be like, right, go into the other room, take a breath, which patronising tone does annoy the shit out of me. Yeah, that is but, annoying, but it is the right thing to do, but it's very annoying to be told, isn't it? But he can juggle the three with a lot more ease because he doesn't care about the detail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> on Saturday, I was doing Radio 2 in the morning. And so Charlie had to take the three of them to football. Now, not an easy task to get them out of the door and in football by nine. Mm. Appreciate that. Yeah. But whether they would have had breakfast, mm. Annie would probably have a clean nappy on. Will she have something that matches on? Probably not. Mm. But he's like, nobody cares. Yeah, yeah. But I can hear my mother all the time. And so... I don't particularly care, but I care that she would care. Okay. <laughs> and even when I take pictures, even it's when I take dark. pictures of the, I know, <laughs> but even if I take pictures of the children and they're out down yesterday, we were like in this wetland centre, and I was like, I'm not going to post that picture of the back of her head because she doesn't have a hat on. And my mother will see that, and then there'll be a conversation about, well, do you think that's wise? It's a cold snap. And she doesn't have a hat on. <laughs> it's detailed. So I'm all about the detail because this is how I've been. But Charlie's like calm because he's like, does it matter? Does that detail matter? Yeah. I'm slightly on Charlie's side of the detail there. If no, you're in charge, have as much detail. No, I'm if you're in charge, have as much detail as you want. However, if you're off at work, it's his rodeo. He's in charge yeah, of the detail. Yeah. I think that's the only way to make it through is you do you and I'll do me. Yes. That's and, and that's the way a relationship works. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. I'm on board. Lou will say things to me like that, going, why are you taking them there like that, doing that? I'm like, it's got nothing to do with you. You're not on this trip. You're over there. I'm in charge of my children for the next three hours. I'll yeah. choose. Yeah, that's quite an aggressive way of doing it, Rob, but fair enough. Each their own. <laughs> Well, Charlie's got to put a hat on the kid because Alex's mum's wants it on. <laughs> Alex doesn't even want the hat on. Like, I think that's why I'm so cold as a person, right? As in, I don't feel cold as a like person, but I feel cold all the time, all the time. And I think it was because my mum has got this obsession with kids, like layered up to the point where they can't move and walk and they're heating on full blast. And now I'm always freezing. And I think that's why. And I'm doing it to my own children. And I can't stop. <laughs> Amazing. Alex has been absolutely brilliant. Oh, Thank you so much. It's hilarious. One of the best we've ever done. Thank you so much, Alex. Good luck with your show, Making Babies, which is a 10 part show on the W channel. Thank you so much. Yes, that is correct information. I've loved it. It's like therapy. I'm going to go to skateboarding now for an hour, happy and, you know, a little bit lighter. Brilliant. Oh, thanks, Alex. You're welcome back anytime. That was Alex Jones. That was one of my favourites. She's so good. She's really funny. She's funny and she's quirky and interesting. And and wind tunnel. It's all about the situation. They're in the wind tunnel. She's got a great turn of phrase, Alex Jones. Make sure you watch her show. Making Babies on W. Josh, I'll speak to you soon. See you on Tuesday. Bye. I'm Ivo Graham. And I'm Alex Keeley. We're stand-up comedians who love music. And we'd like to tell you about our new podcast, Gig Pigs. Alex and I have been watching live music together for years, so we've decided to compromise this hobby, and potentially our friendship, by turning it into a project. Every episode, we'll be going to a gig, and then discussing it afterwards with the friends who came along to Third Wheel Us. Asking questions like, did you enjoy the gig? Did you check the setlist in advance? Did you appreciate the artist's mid-song banter? Did this gig profoundly change your relationship with live music? Was the cloakroom queue prohibitively long? We've been to Franz Ferdinand with Rose Matafeo and Emma City. 
Kendrick Lamar with Phil Wang, and The Cure with Cellular AB. And next month, we're going with Ed Gamble to watch Napalm Death. Episodes are out from this Thursday and every Thursday thereafter until attending live music once a week with a different guest becomes logistically impossible. We have no idea how soon that could be, so join us now by going to your preferred podcast platform and searching Gig Pigs. If you like Josh Winnicombe, you're in luck. That's because the co-host of Parenting Hell and The Last Leg Maestro is the guest on the first episode of the Always Be Comedy podcast. Out now and with me, your host and MC at Always Be Comedy, James Gill. Each week, the cream of comedy curates their fantasy comedy gig. Who'd open? Who'd close? What gig nightmare do they never want to relive? All this and much, much more. It's essentially comedy gossip and chat. You know, I remember this the other day, my first ever gig. Oh, it was like a Friday night open mic night. And they said, we'll just announce you on when you're on. We haven't got a running order. It's a bit free form. I got to the end of the night and then they wrapped it up and they'd forgotten to put me on. And I'd sat there the whole night. We've also got Stuart Lee, Harry Hill, Jen Brister, Ben Bailey-Smith, Maisie Adam, Al Murray, Rachel Paris, and many, many more coming up. That's the Always Be Comedy podcast, out now with new episodes every Tuesday.